When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo and AJ coming at you live on an Avalanche off day uh, as they are up 3 1 in their series. The, uh, the major Avalanche Blues related news of the day David Perron fined 5K for his cross check to Nazem Kadri. Um, I was a little surprised. Uh, I thought they'd get him on the spear, too. That's what I thought. (laughs) Because the NHL never seems to tolerate spearing, really. They don't like spearing. Yeah. Cross-checking is one of those things where they're like, well, you know, you're in in front of the net. What can you do? (laughs) You know, like they have kind of a blase attitude towards cross-checking. But spearing, they're like, you tried to stab a man. What's wrong with you? Yeah. So, I, I, and regardless of what they called it, that fine is probably uh, a culmination of everything David Perron did in that game. So, yeah, it kind of is like their catch all. Yep. Uh, like, well, we can only find him for one thing, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they could have fined him for four. I, I, I don't actually know the limitations of that. I, I don't either, but I can't recall any time I've ever seen someone get find for two reasons yeah same either way it was well deserved it was nonsense yeah although i'm i'm surprised he got uh, with the cross checking that it was just that like did buchnevich not just do the exact same thing three seconds earlier yeah i again i, I think it's probably more of a fine for david perron being a menace to society that entire hockey game but yeah it was cross checking but it was also Trying to elbow a dude after he scores a goal, jumping on him after the cross check, and trying to trying to to punch a dude, uh, spearing a guy later on in the game, you know, like, and then just tackling someone. Yeah, that so. would have been a that, he would have been he could have been the first guy ever suspended for menace to society <laughs> reasons, where they just show like a clip. <laughs> As the like, video shows, yeah, David Perron like, is a menace. Like here, <laughs> homeboy acted a fool last night. Here's five different instances in which not one of them was suspendable on its own, but he did all of them in the same game. Yeah, what's going on here? Definitely. Uh... As it is, pretty standard for the NHL. Uh, a nothing fine that he won't even notice. Yep, the NHL is terrified to actually suspend players in the playoffs so unless you hurt somebody then maybe but yeah anyway that was the major news uh the rest of the league continues on we already have the one second round series over which i'm sure we'll talk about and then we have the others aj best series of the second round so far i'm assuming it's between avs blues and the Battle of Alberta for you. 
Yeah, well, Avs Blues has been pretty contentious, and the games have been competitive. Yeah. You have game one, you know, a 3 1 game, a 2 1 game in the third period. Um, or game one was overtime, game two was a 2 1 game in the third period. And, uh, right? Yes, it was 2 1. Yeah. Okay. Before it uh, spiraled a bit, but yeah. Yeah, no, it was too. Yeah, because they got it at the beginning of the right. I I do remember what happened. <laughs> um, and then you know, game three. You know the the the. I think that was a, again a, a one goal game in the third period. Yep. Um, game four, same thing. Plus the added benefit of all the Gadry stuff. So um, the series is kind of giving you a little bit of everything that you want. You've got overtime. You've got you quality know, close games. You've yeah. got fireworks. You've got players doing things. You've got players making plays and for sure, actually uh, uh, rising to the occasion. You got stars underperforming. You've, you know, it's it's been a little a, bit of everything been, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's been a it's kind of been a grab bag of uh, of stuff in the series. So, um. I think I don't know. Best, we're probably biased. It's certainly been interesting. Uh, Battle of Alberta, I think, has been less interesting because the games haven't been. They've they're not the best hockey games. For yeah, sure. like when you have a five-one game that ends up as a what six-six game early in the third, yeah. like things got pretty crazy. <laughs> Certainly was an interesting road to get there. Uh, You're not looking at and going, boy, is this the best hockey there is? Eh, yeah, it's, it's not really. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. Uh, the hatred is there. Like the disdain between the teams and the fan bases. All of that is there. That's great. Uh, but it, it feels like the games themselves just aren't great. You well, know? It's especially comparing it to watching the abs like you're talking about the abs worst players or at least the most underperforming players are their best players and yeah. they're getting quality play from pretty much everywhere else in the lineup and then you go watch edmonton and it's like oh they have three players okay yeah they put they put mcdavid drysaddle and kane together and we're like all right go win us a series and somehow in the second round that is working for them but also, like, watching Connor McDavid, the the game's, like, premier talent. Just show actually superhuman, yeah. Show up in the postseason and live up to what you want to see from the game's best players in the postseason. You know, yeah. like, we're hammering away at Nathan McKinnon every day. The Evs are up 3-1 in their series. And Nathan McKinnon hasn't really checked in. Against the hardly Blues. at all, yeah. We have it's just not much there, but you look over at Connor McDavid and he's the, checked all the yeah. way in. Dude's punch card is full at this point, and it's game four tonight. Yeah, so like it's he he has just been a rebel. He's been great to watch. I mean, you want to watch a singular dominant performance. That series is great because you have McDavid. Wow. 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 It's um, 
And that's, you know, as I think as a general hockey fan, you get between the two series out West, you've gotten to enjoy both aspects of that one series. You've got the high end talent doing some crazy things. And then the, the other, the other series, you have really close competitive games. Yeah. I think they've been, they both have been good. They both have been good. They've been fun to watch. And then Tampa, Florida, I thought was actually brutal to sit through. I, that series kind of sucked. It, it really sucked. did. I mean, remember how Battle of Florida was so good last year? Like, yeah. the, it was like the series of the first round. The and result year, is the I, same, but how they got there is just wildly different. Well, and like, watching watching Tampa be like, well, we'll just win 2 nothing. Like, Okay. Weird, but okay. I mean, it, 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 I don't even, like, Florida just did not look like they had the entire rest of the year. Yeah. For this one round. And, and like, even, obviously, Vasilevsky, all the credit in the world. The guy's absolute monster. Sure. But one goal in the entire playoffs for the Florida Panthers on the power play. Yeah. Well, and, and the only reason that they even get through the Caps is because the Caps had weak goaltending at the end. I mean, yep. Samsonov wasn't any good. At Ultimately the end. crumbled. And yeah, just that wasn't. Caps team had multiple goal leads in multiple games that they couldn't they were, hold on to. They were that close to yep. getting out of that round. And to be honest with you, Washington, Washington, Tampa Bay could have been more interesting because. The battle, the battle of Florida ended up being a gigantic dud, and I was so mad yesterday when we were sitting there at the bar watching it uh, a little bit, and I was telling you, I was like, "Don't ever let me take the bait again." Yeah. <laughs> next time, the next time that I think I'm I'm rolling with the new kid on the block, remind me that they're the new kid <laughs> on the block, and that guy always gets his ass beat for a year or two before they go on to actually do something meaningful. So you're saying pick Florida next year. I'm saying, I mean, <laughs> considering how hard Florida went at the deadline. That's a lot of assets to give up. That's true. A lot to hemorrhage in one year to, to get swept yeah. in round two. Yeah, I don't disagree, but, you know, Tampa also gave up two first for Brandon Hagel. So, yeah, but when you're going for the three P, it's I, all I, house money, baby. I, it's I, all I house it. money. I get you it. Don't give, you don't give a shit about first round picks for a few years. You're, but you're, you're looking at first round picks and you're like, man, that's all I got. That's all. That's the only way that we're going to go ahead and get these guys. Yeah. It, but also, it's not getting any easier to keep picking Tampa down the line. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I. That's the other thing about Tampa is that in a couple of those games, they were like badly. Badly outplayed, oh, and yeah. it's just bossy. It shots were like thirty to seven or something in in game four. But the what the stat they showed on the game the other night in the seven series clinching games, he has like a nine nine five save percentage or something outrageous. It's like. the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like he, his ability to just slam the door shut on a series all on his own. And it, like they, they in the locker room, he just goes, "Give me one." Yep, that's enough. And I got you. And they give him one, and then they kind of just sit around. 
Like they, I am so, I, I, I've never felt this way about a hockey team. I am both unbelievably impressed at their ability to just continue to get it done and to, to find their way and to be as comfortable as they are in the postseason, which is an inherently uncomfortable environment. And I'm also so underwhelmed at how they do it. I think maybe particularly this year, Vasi stands out even more because you're watching the second round and you're like, boy, Jacob Markstrom isn't bailing Kadri out or isn't bailing Calgary out. Excuse me. Uh, Igor Shesterkin does not look great by any stretch of the imagination for New York. I think, I think Shesterkin looks, he's good. I don't know that he's the Vesna level, but I think he's been good in that series. I think he's been better in that series than he was in the Penn series. I, that that was uh, a pretty low bar. And well, yeah, I mean, like he got pulled in those games. So I think he's been good in the Carolina series. I really don't have a big Shesterkin problem. Ranta's been good. Darcy Kemper, I feel I'm it's complicated with Darcy because I feel like he has gotten some unbelievable bad luck, but just also hasn't been great. You but know, you know, there's more there. You know, there's more there. I think that's a good way to put it. There's more there, and like for real, can the guy please stop getting the short end of the stick on some of these on the some of this bad luck bullshit? These double redirect nonsense. Watching, watching the Buchnevich goal, their third St. Louis goal back, and watching it in slow mo is it's like a centering pass to the to the slot in the middle, and Brandon Sod one times it, and he kind of flubs it. And he flubs it and gets rewarded because it goes off of the body of two players behind Kemper. And you can't ask Kemper to do shit about that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's just like... And, and like... And there's one game, one goal every game. Yeah, in the series. if that was the first goal like that in the series, you'd be like, "Well, all right, stuff happens." But you're like, totally. "Again, this totally. again." <laughs> like when when Jordan in game two, when Jordan Kyrou scored that goal that goes off Gerard's stick, everybody went, "What can you do?" Yeah, like, oh, would you make the? Would you ask Sam to make the minor adjustment to? Uh. To, to get all of that puck and have it go out of play? Sure. So you you want him to be... Millimeter a, perfect. <laughs> a tenth of a second better? Like, yeah. we're talking about, like... Okay, great. But the, 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 the... That it's happening every game is yeah. like, what the fuck is going on here, man? You just kind of go, all right, whatever. Can't, can't handle this right now. Yeah, we're... It's just silly. I do I do want to get into some of these because the chat is asking, like, can Carolina win a road game? It's fascinating stuff. Yep. Um, I do want to talk, I do want to talk a little bit about our series still going on. Yep. Absolutely. Because um, that's that's still happening and we still have an avalanche audience primarily. Um, but I we will get into the rest of that. We we will talk around the horn today. Yep, we will get into a little bit of everything. We are brought to you by Green Chef, a certified CCOF meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle. 
keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or if you're just looking for more balanced meals, they have you covered over at Green Chef with a range of recipes to suit whatever your preferences might be. They offer 24 always-changing recipes to choose from every single week, so it's not like you're locked in. You can go over there and choose, ah, I like this one, I like that one, especially if you just get like three, four meals a week. You don't have to get one for every night of the week. You can just get some that they have ready to go for you. Uh, they're extremely sustainable, and they're the number one meal kit for eating well with fresh produce, premium proteins, and organic ingredients, which you can trust. So go over there. Go look into Green Chef. They're 100% uh, offset to their carbon footprint as well. They, they have care. you ever used one of these? Yeah. Yeah. Have you used Green Chef? Yeah. Oh, is it dope? I've never used a meal service, but I've always wanted to. Um, so the thing I really liked about Green Chef is their proteins. Oh. Like, it, their meat was genuinely high quality stuff. It was oh. really, really good. That's awesome. Um, so I, that's the one thing that that really stood out to me. But I, we, Sarah and I love the stuff like Green Chef because you get home and you know I'm I'm working all hours of the day. Yeah. So. It's just whenever we can fit in a meal, pop everything open, cook it real quick. You got a meal. You're good to go. So that's awesome. A decent way to actually eat some healthy meals instead of me sitting at the bar drinking beer and eating wings every day, which I do that too, but <laughs> not every day, not just every four day. days a week. Okay? <laughs> Look, the diet is for the summer. All right. <laughs> Either way, head over to greenchef.com slash dnvrabs130. Use that dnvrabs130 code to get $130 off your first order. And, of course, free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash dnvrabs130, the number one meal kit for eating well. And, of course, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. You go over there, use the DNVR code, you bet $5 on any NBA playoff game, and they just give you $150 in free bets. You don't need to even get the bet correct. You just bet $5, and they give you $150 in free bets. They can go bet on the hockey playoffs, if you prefer, or any other playoffs that you like. Are, are there other sports in their playoffs right now? I honestly don't know. Uh you can bet on baseball regular season. I know that for sure. But either way, tons of stuff to bet on at DraftKings, ranging from chess to badminton and everything in between. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DN. That's right. The the Mammoth are in their playoffs. AJ's even got the hat on. Look at that. He came prepared. Gotta gotta. I wear that. I wear my Nuggets Miners hat a lot because I love that hat. It's actually outside of my Yargo's hat. It's my favorite. But after the Tim Connolly stuff, I'm not going to rip the Nuggets for a few days. Got to let it cool off a little bit. Yeah. Thank you for the $5, Blakery. Yeah. Sorry you had to get blocked for all that other nonsense. But We can't be bought. Yeah. Not in that regard, at least. Uh, okay. Uh, so... For starters, for the Avs, with Florida getting eliminated, they now officially have home ice for the entirety of the playoffs. No matter what happens, 
they have home ice advantage. Um, and, and an interesting fun fact, the President's Trophy winner has lost four games in a row for the last four years in a row. So obviously Florida this year, Colorado last year, Colorado last year, Tampa four years ago against Columbus. Which one am I missing in between? Uh, let's find out. Was, yeah, who was who was the top seed in the Edmonton bubble? Twenty nineteen twenty NHL standings. Was it St. Louis? St. Louis was number one in the West. Uh, let's see. It was Boston. Okay. We got Boston, Washington, and Tampa in chat. <laughs> so Chad was on it. <laughs> Some of you were correct. Some yeah. of you. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that is crazy, though, that each one of those teams, you don't win a president's trophy by going through lo- losing streaks and yep. lose four in a row in the postseason. That's wild. Hashtag cursed question mark. Also, that's wild because they lose four every year. <laughs> anyway, a little side swipe. Do you want to talk about the your your look on the Av series first, or do you want to get into Carolina? Well, like, let's just touch on it just a little bit here. That hey, it's it's three one, um, yep. and we're feeling like we're there already. But you gotta close. Have- we say it every round. The fourth one is the hardest one uh, because it's do or die. The other team gets to play as loose as possible. Uh, they don't, they, there's no more stress. You either get it done or you go golfing, you know, Ron just lost $5,000 for the vacation that he could be on next week. The, like, the Ev should know as well as anyone. They pushed Dallas to game seven after being down three, one. And it took overtime for Dallas to beat them to survive that series. And the year before that, they win game six to force a game seven against San Jose. You haven't won until there are four wins in the series. Yeah. So. Yeah. No counting the chickens. I mean, unless you count them and you come up with three one. Then you can count those chickens. Yeah. You can't that, count the next one. There's one that hasn't hatched yet there. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Count the chickens, but the more eggs need to hatch. This is a, this is this a great metaphor. Really perfect. I, that's how the phrase goes. It's going to kill this. Kill <laughs> this. Uh, it's absolutely true, though. There is, and and honestly, the abs have been very, very good about not looking too far ahead this year. They've done a great job of saying, "We play tomorrow. That's what we're focusing on." I really like no golf for the snow team as a comment because <laughs> I, in my brain, I re- especially with it in all caps like that, I read it as like no sleep till Brooklyn, but it's like <laughs> no golf for snow team. <laughs> AJ is all right. What is the funny Tired. version of the Beastie Boys? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't. I can't know. get there either. It's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm too. I'm too tired for this. Yes, <laughs> but and look, the series has proved that 
none of these wins have been free for Colorado, right? These have all been close yeah. games, competitive hockey games. Yeah, the abs, so the abs have like dominated play in two of the games and scoreboard game one, open close. Game one went to overtime, game four was a one goal game in the third period. Yep. So I mean you you're you're talking there has been very little separation uh about uh all of this. Like there there's been very little separation from these dudes. Uh even though you can look and see like hey one team is better than the other especially Ville Husso was really good in the regular season and is a big reason why the Blues were as good as they were. Um, I'm tired of people overlooking that, but it is also true. He has not been good in the playoffs. He's been, I would argue, bad. He shut down. Uh, he had that the big shutout the one in game, game yeah. one against Minnesota where the Wild dominated that game and Ville Husso stole it. After that, he had two stinkers against them. He's he hasn't been any good. Getting beaten on the short side in this series. He has has not been good, and I think that they they could justify going with Charlie Lingren tomorrow. I and I would. Um, yeah. I, I it might be the final nail in the coffin of that relationship. To be honest, because if I'm Ville Huso, I'm like, I did all that during the regular season to get you guys here, and you guys are gonna while healthy, you guys are gonna go with this dude. Like I probably be done but you know you could see where they were coming from he's yeah very good man yeah i, I agree he's not playing on the playoffs somebody in comment in the comments did ask about uh what do we think about the abs giving up the first goal in every game it's weird it especially in game four it was weird because yeah. game four was that was a great period of hockey from the abs. oh you like, look at you look at game one and game four where the abs are dominating play Yep. The abs are dictating everything happening on the ice and one play doesn't go their way. And yeah, it's one, back their net. yeah. And it's and it's you know, in game one, it was a Macar failed clear that bounces off of takes a double deflection. Goes, yeah, it goes <laughs> off O'Reilly off of uh what's his face? Uh Braden Shen's foot. Right. And O'Reilly, O'Reilly makes a great play and he capitalizes and it's one nothing. And you're like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Yep. And then game fours, you know, it's the same thing. They make a great play. They actually make a great play. Buchnevich with a great read and a, and a great finish. Um, and but they also all, only had three shots on goal in that right, entire period. <laughs> that goal was their last shot on goal for the whole period. Yep. So you're like, hey, like, it's not even, it's not even like uh, their first periods have been their worst periods. Uh, in some of these games, but like last night, it was. I, I mean, I was, case, yeah. I was salty as hell about it during the watch along, but like, Weird. I was mad about it, man, because I just, ah, it's hard. Playoff hockey is and, hard, and that's where the Evs deserve a lot of credit, though. Is they came right back and punched St. Louis in the mouth in the second period, too. Well, and I mean, they came out and they just bodied them, right? Yeah. And, like St. Louis was horrible uh, to start that period. They they just made mistakes left and right. And, like, yeah. was Huso? How how good or bad was Huso? But also, you cough up a puck in the middle of the ice to Devon Taves. Yep. You know, you caught you you, you let Kadri get sprung on a two on one. Thousand Kadri's on a two on one and and has picked the short side this year on that goaltender in that situation, and just does it again. Yep. Like, 
Billy Huso, I'm not going to say got hung out to dry, but he didn't get he didn't get very much help. And you can absolutely argue that he could have been better. But that was kind of the whole thing with Jordan Bennington is that they were asking Jordan Bennington to be 2019 Bennington. And it needed to be he needed he needed to be otherworldly to even out the series. It's and obviously we'll never get to know the what if of if Jordan Bennington was healthy and what this series looks like. But St. Louis has played so poorly at five on five for the majority of this series that season. (laughs) Okay. All right. You said it, not me. It's, it's fun to watch from the ab side of things because you're going, wow, these two teams are just not on the same level. Yeah. Yeah. When you when and like we talked at the beginning of the series, we said, look, if you mess around with power plays and you give them free opportunities, they will light you on fire. That power play is awesome. And they had that's how they clawed their way back into two of these games. That's exactly where they have crushed Colorado in the series is they have been awesome on special teams. Colorado hadn't been anywhere near close to good enough and they've made up for it. They've they've made up for it with just kicking the shit out of them at 5v5. Yep. And in uh, more than anything, it's defensively. The last two games. Yeah. Outside of five, man. Outside of the one freak play, <laughs> it, there the, hasn't been much. The, 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 if you go and you look at the quality of opportunities, uh, yeah. it's just not there, man. Like they're, they are. I'll pull it up here in a sec uh, if I can get my mouse to work. But they have locked it down so much in back-to-back games with third-period leads. And you talk about, like, championship like formula. Teams with leads don't, you know, but, hey, they might have they might have scored a goal. They might have scored a couple of goals to turn it from 4-1 to 4-3. But you don't let them come all the way back. Uh, someone in chat asked how our X factors are doing for Colorado St. Louis. We took Devon Taves and Brandon Saad, uh, on St. Louis's side, the X factor has been completely irrelevant. They have gotten scoring from basically David Perron and the occasional chip in from Ryan O'Reilly for the goals that matter. Yeah. And you just haven't seen their depth production come through for them in the way that frankly, they need it to, to be competitive at five on five. Uh, on the Devontae side, I think it's a pretty decent, decent marker there. We talked about it last game, did not play well in the first period of that hockey game, had a lot of weird mistakes and choices. Dude still comes up with a big goal for the abs in the second period. Uh, at even strength in the series, Colorado has outscored St. Louis 14 to seven. Um, they're expected. Their expected goals has been 55%, so they've outproduced that. But uh, scoring chances is 60 to 40. And high danger chances is 60 to 40. So getting the better of that by a significant margin. Yeah. So you're not just creating, but you're limiting. And if if you go and you look at it, the the bulk of scoring chances, it was games two and three where St. Louis played really well. 
but they got dominated in games one and four. Dominated in games one and four. And their best their best bet so far has been punch even and get lucky. Yep. Get get some bounces that give you a goal here and there at five on five, and then they one hundred percent have to capitalize on special teams. Yep. And it's worked for so them. They have been great. Honestly, pretty decently. It's just that the five on five side of things, the abs depth has been and abs when I say depth, I include the defensemen in that. Uh, has just been better. And and uh, we've watched time and time again. I don't think St. Louis's defense is good enough. No. It's just not. No. We've seen, again, like at their best, St. Louis was like, well, we broke even. Yep. You can't keep having shifts where guys like Nick Letty are just stuck in their own zone. Yeah, well, and, and like we picked a lot on Nick Letty and – uh, in this series, go down the line. You they put in. Uh, I want to say Buchnevich, but I mean Perunovich, and he was awful. Uh, Nicoletti, did, and the reason why we've picked on him a lot, like you expect a lot out of Colton Pareko and Justin Falk. Nicoletti's their third guy. They're yep. very, very clear cut third guy on defense. He has Nick Letty has almost thirty more minutes of uh, five on five ice time than their fourth. Than Callie Rosen, and in this series, Nick Letty's shots for percentage is thirty seven. His expected goals is thirty seven percent. His goals for is seventy one. He's actually the Blues have actually outscored Colorado five to two with Nick Letty on the ice. Despite him getting dumpstered, uh, despite the fact that he's gotten absolutely bombed, but Justin Falk uh, is on the other end of that, where the Abs have outscored the Blues eight to two with Justin Falk on the ice. But Justin Falk's underlying's also match that. Yeah, it's. I mean, having Callie Rosen on your second pair—that's like. Uh, it, it really is reminiscent of the thirteen fourteen Avalanche defense in the playoffs to me. Yeah. They had Eric Johnson, and until Matt Cook blew him up, they had Tyson Berry in that series, and then they well, had a bunch of dudes on that. On that remember, team. they had Jan Hayda with two broken hands. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wild stuff. Right, like that team was, and that was also the team that lost um, the guy that they traded for in the David Jones deal. He was the defenseman who was like washed and he got into that awful accident. Oh uh, claims. Um it was it wasn't Shane O'Brien, right? No, 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 no. The other no. one. It's the he other got, one. He got into the really awful accident because uh he had a really good year for the Avs that year. And then he got thank you, Corey Sarich. I knew Evan. Yeah, was. yeah, it was Sarich. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good for Colorado. So like that Avs defense was like uh like down some dudes. And this Blues defense with no Tory Krug is down yep. some dudes. Yep. No Marco Scandella either in this series. Uh they're down they're down some guys and it shows defensively this is just not good enough team. Um and we talked about it coming into the series. The only people the only people who felt otherwise were Blues fans. And then there was the miracle of maybe Jordan Bennington can save us. Hasn't uh hasn't worked out for them, has it? Yeah. 
Turns out that's a tough sell. In any case, the Avs have positioned themselves with three chances. Obviously, the hope is they only need one. But they get three tries at it if they need three tries. And if I'm a betting man, I guarantee you the odds are very, very Avs favored to do it in three tries. <laughs> They're probably pretty favored for the Avs to do it in one try. So it's okay to feel pretty good about the Avs right now, but they, you do, still, they do still have to close out the series, but yeah. they're a good hockey team. Yeah, and I mean, they're back in Denver, and they've been so good at home. And like, just how this series has gone, would anybody be surprised at all tomorrow if the Blues or if the Avs rolled out and fed off of what Enrique is saying? The build, the energy in the building is going to be bananas. Yep. And the Avs get up two nothing in the first five minutes, and. Just- it's a party from there, basically. Yeah, and it, and it never really, um, you know, the Blues never really fully get all the way back into it. And then by the end of the third period, you know, maybe Colorado has a two or three goal lead and they're kind of just chilling. Yep. And that's, it's been 18 years since the Evs have seen a conference finals. So. It, uh, it's been more than that. Has it? Are you sure? Yeah, it's 2002. Oh, you're right. You're, it's been 18 years. The 18 years ago was the first time they lost in the second round after that conference finals. Either way, 20 years then. So I, I do think it's interesting because this is a milestone, not just for this iteration of the Avs, not just for the modern iteration of the Avs. This is a milestone dating all the way back to the quote-unquote super team with yeah. Solani and Korea on it, right? It's It's been a long time since the Avs have seen a conference finals properly. It's been a lot of disappointments. Yep. You know, the, the salary cap era sort of ended that, you know, it ended the Forsberg-Sackick avalanche, and yep. um, they haven't been back, uh, you know, the last couple of years. We all know the history. We all know what's up. For sure. It's now they're as close as they've ever been, man, because yeah. they were not up. They were not up three, one in the, against San Jose or, uh, or Dallas. They, they got to game seven, but they were, those were series that they had to fight. They were behind in those series. They didn't ever lead in either of those series. I believe. No, I, I believe they lost game one against Dallas, right? Yep. They lost the first two against Dallas. Yeah. yeah. They were down three, one to the stars. Yep. Yeah, and right. I just and they sure. were down three yeah. two to the Sharks. Yep. And it wouldn't the the Sharks series went win loss, win loss, win loss. So Yeah. Or or rather loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, I should say. But so anyway, uh point is is that they're in position to do this. And yeah, Evan, the game's at six tomorrow because it's the only game on. Yep. When the Panthers uh lightning series ended, they were like, Oh, well. Don't need to put the East Coast game early. Yeah, 6 p.m. It's uh, If there's a game 6, 6 p.m. for that game, too. Kind of wish it was 6.30 at least, but oh well. Yeah, I mean, who cares? 
do get home earlier. So they, still, they still won't start the fucking on time. The, the puck drop will be pretty close to 6.30, probably. But uh, anyway, we are brought to you by Avaca TV. You can go to avaca.tv slash dnvr. That's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash dnvr to get signed up today. You get television for just 15 bucks a month for the first three months and only 25 bucks a month after that. So it's super cheap. If you're in the Denver metro area, it has altitude. It has AT&T Sportsnet. It has the national channels. So they got you covered for watching all your sports here in Colorado. Again, way cheaper than something like DirecTV and actually has the channels instead of something like Comcast. So recommend you go check them out. Also, there, there might be some of you watching us right now on Avaca TV. Hello, if Hello. you are. They have a, they have a DNVR channel where all of our podcasts go live too. So you finish watching your game, I mean, you just swap it over to the DNVR channel for our post game shows. It's that easy with Avaca TV right on your television. Don't have to do anything fancy. Check them out today. Again, it's Avaca TV. Excuse me, Avaca TV slash DNVR to let them know we sent you over there. And while you're kicking back, watching Avaca in your living room, maybe go get a Breck Brew. While you're at it, uh, Breck Brew has dozens of different flavors. You can find them with the Breck Beer Locator to get a local liquor store near you. Anywhere in the lower 48, they serve you. Uh, if you're trying to get in Canada, you might have to ask someone to smuggle it across the border for you or something. But they also have good company hard seltzers. Highly recommend. Yeah, let's just out. openly uh, advocate for smuggling shit across borders on our show. Avaca will love this. <laughs> it's not illegal to take alcohol across the Canadian border. You just have to declare it. That's all. Yeah. So, you know, so you're fine. Don't, so don't use the word smuggle. Legally smuggle. <laughs> Just bring in. (laughs) They have hard seltzers as well. They're ridiculously tasty. The green apple one literally tastes like a Jolly Rancher. So go check those out with Breck Brew also. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Carolina. Can Antti Ranta keep it up? Is he? Are they for real without Freddie Anderson? Yep. You think so? Yep. Okay. My question continues to be: Can they win a road game? Where? Well, where's the killer instinct? <laughs> because it feels like they outplay the other team all the time, and sometimes they win and sometimes they don't. Yeah. Like I feel like they're just constantly outplaying teams, and. Some of those games that they win. And the end result kind of just is what it is. Yeah. I, I'm i just like, I really like what Carolina does. I, they, they, they roll four lines. They're deep defensively. They've, they, they've got so much skill up and down their lineup. They don't really have any guys where I'm like, Oh, this is a, the shift is a bunch of bums. <laughs> You know, like I, I have all the respect in the world for their line. And Anti Ranta has been really, really good in his career when he's been healthy. True. The healthy has just been the problem. It's it, never been can he play. It, it's literally been a problem in these playoffs. <laughs> right. Right. So um, but the the real question for me is can Carolina's best players get it done against Tampa's best players? Can they get it done against the Rangers' best players? They're not out of the series yet. I don't even I don't even want to keep jumping ahead. 
it's only 2-1. They're not yeah. into the 3-1 mark yet. But... And they haven't won a road game yet. Yeah. That's uh, definitely not nothing, to say the least. It, it's, it's weird, too, right? Because... <clears throat> It's not that their top players have played poorly by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But they haven't gotten that elite talent through these playoffs. Their their leading scorer is Tavo Teravinen with nine points in ten games. They haven't had that guy to truly step up and be the man. Well, and play. who's their next who are their next scores? Aho Slavin and D'Angelo. All at eight. It's two defensemen. It is two defensemen. You only have five points out of Nino uh, and four points only out of Svech. One of their... this, <laughs> yeah. This is where when you look at, like, for example, the abs and their, like, their stars have struggled in round two, right? Relatively. <laughs> um, But you, you look at their points. Anybody off the top of their head right now, anybody want... Anybody know who uh, Colorado's leading scorer is in the postseason? It's still McCarr, right? It is. Yeah. Okay. But then you have Kadri, Landeskog, Ranton, and McKinnon. All of which at a point per game or better, I would assume. All of them are uh, – all of those guys. Uh, McKinnon is the lowest with nine points in eight games. So McKin- And McKinnon's what, their fifth leading scorer? Mm-hmm. And then after that, like you've got Val Nachushkin, Devon Taves, Arturi Lekkinen, Eric Johnson, Josh Manson. Yeah. Getting it from everywhere a little bit. And and so is Carolina, to be fair. But again, it's that difference at the top end you see for Colorado. And the other thing is, is that the the abs, two skaters who haven't who have not registered a point. One of them is Jack Johnson. Who's played one game? Who played in one whole game, and the other is Abe Kubel. Yeah, seems like uh, you know where to put Berkey back in the lineup. <laughs> I thought Abe Kubel was great last night, personally, but I also understand like that point, that perspective. Oh. Yeah, I- that's the obvious guy to pull out of your lineup, but I thought he was. I thought he was great. Yeah, I uh, honestly, there's a lineup I would like to see, but dude, at I, the thought, end, I thought Newhook was was yeah. Great. The thing is, like at this point in this playoffs, I'm just gonna trust whatever Jared Bednar does. He brings in Logan O'Connor. Dude scores a goal immediately. He brings in Alex Newhook. Dude gets an assist on the first point of the game, the first goal of the game for Colorado. You just at this point, you're going, "All right, Jared, just do whatever you're going to do because it's working." So, not gonna, not gonna doubt it at this point. Well, I really don't want to keep talking Abs Blues, but I will say, um, I thought Jack Johnson was really good. Yeah, uh, I don't think I don't think that you need to make that adjustment. I know that there were people who were like, bring in McDermott in case things get weird. Don't do that. But yeah. if you are going to do that, you can take out a guy like Cogliano. Yeah, you would definitely take out a forward if you're bringing in Curtis. Yeah. And and maybe you start to have that conversation if it's like Cogs took a puck 
like we saw to the just above the ankle the other night. Yeah. And if that thing's swollen pretty bad, you go, all right, look. You can sit that dude for a day. Yeah. Um, in any case, Rangers Hurricanes, is there yeah. anything? Is a, I, I want to, we've talked about what's happened, but I want to look forward. Okay. Hopefully what not. is it about each team now that we are halfway through the second round in that series? Uh, what is it about each team that, look, as there's still a potential cup final op- opponent for Colorado? Like, would the Rangers scare you even in the slightest? No. I have zero. In, unless Shesterkin wakes up today and remembers the dude he was in the regular season, I have zero fear of the New York Rangers. Really? really feel like you're underrating how well he's played in this series. I, he hasn't played well enough. All right. Is it really just Shesterkin then? Yeah. It, and that that's not a knock... I should be more clear. It's not a knock on Shesterkin saying he's played terribly. It's just that I think the Rangers team in front of him needs him to be the perfect goaltender for them to have a real chance. Because I think they're kind of terrible. I would pick Calgary to beat the Rangers. I'll put it that way. And we all know I think Calgary sucks. All right. And Carolina. Carolina. The thing. Carolina just like a souped up version of the Blues. Yeah. They're very well rounded. They have the depth. Their defense is functional at least. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Suck it. I uh, Functional. I think. That's what the St. Louis is number one offseason. Goal, get a functional defense. Right, get one that is passable. (laughs) I think Carolina is, besides the Avalanche, the most talented team left in the playoffs. Okay. The the other side in the East with Tampa Bay, at this point, you cannot doubt that team ever. Until they lose, you cannot doubt that team, right? (laughs) They've won 10 playoff series in a row. Yeah. And they, they're getting better. Like, they were right. vulnerable against Toronto, and now they're just getting better. You, you have to not – I don't think Tampa is as talented as Carolina. I don't think Tampa is as talented as Tampa was last year. Yeah. But they are ridiculously experienced. Their top end is extremely good when you're getting quality play out of Kucherov, out of Stamkos, and – and we'll see how healthy point is for the rest of the playoffs. But you you look at their forward depth, I think, especially, is where you get into that third line, fourth line, not quite as deep as they used to be. And with that being said, Andre Vasilevsky is <laughs> a total game changer. That dude could just yeah, that dude could just decide you lose a series and you lose the series. Like Blues like Blues fans are like, oh we would have won this series with Bennington or whatever. And it's like, maybe. But you were at one one. Yeah. When he got hurt. Like yep. you were in control of nothing. Um Bossy 
if if someone says, "Hey, you'd have won the series with Vasi," I'd probably go, "Yeah, probably." <laughs> but be like, "Yeah, fair enough." <laughs> but Vasi doesn't play for your team, so yeah, sucks to suck. Uh, on the West side, I I really do think you are seeing something truly special out of Connor McDavid. Um, this dude is putting on an all world playoffs that I, I really hope someday Edmonton or somewhere else gets that dude some more help to play with because Mm-mm. <laughs> I want that buzz saw. I Calgary doesn't scare me at all at this point. Uh, especially with the struggles Markstrom has had in this series. I'm not worried about him. Edmonton, if if the Avs do make conference finals and it's against Edmonton, look, man, it's going to be hold on to your butts every time the McDavid line steps onto the ice. <laughs> like, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, that would be an interesting matchup. But we've got a uh, – we've got – more Blues, more St. Louis. Yep. At least one more game against St. Louis to go before that. So, okay, allowed to look ahead, but don't jump ahead. How about that? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you know, I mean, we'll have obviously we'll get way more in depth and get into this if the Abs advance, and you know, there'll be plenty of off days to seriously break things down more accurately. But yeah, maybe. I mean. If Battle of the Alberta goes 3-1 tonight. Yeah, there might be one day to break it down. Yeah, <laughs> That's fair. Game, game one of the next round could be Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I'm excited just to watch this series continue on, though. Same. I always – I always, the first two games of a series are always like, let's get into it. Yep. So By game three, four, you're like, all right. Yeah, now you're into the series. There's a flow. There's – you know, you know where – you know where the series is kind of headed. Like there's something at stake and it's not like, well, it's one, nothing where no matter what happens, each team at the end of the game is going to be it's one game. Yep. Got a lot of hockey left. <laughs> well, hockey players were never known for their interviews. Um, Nazem Kadri gave an all timer last night. I used a good portion of it in my video. That thing was a banger. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I'm I'm good here on our, our around the league around the playoffs here. Any any final thoughts from you, AJ? Um, no, I'm good, man. I'm ready to uh, you know. Hey, if this is the show that Tim Peel ended up watching, sup, Tim? Leave Yo, Jesse alone. He's a good dude. P.S. Like, I'm sure Jesse would love to have you on the show if, yeah. if you want to come on. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. You and Jesse can do a show. all right we're gonna get out of here we appreciate all of y'all so very much for tuning in we will be back tomorrow pre-game watch along post-game the usual you know how it goes so be sure to like and subscribe here on youtube oh uh also as a fun little teaser for tomorrow um watch tdsp about an hour before the pre-game show if you can because we are going to be talking about all-time great Playoff performances in Denver sports history, obviously inspired by what happened last night with Nazem Kadri.
boom, there you go. Also, go read AJ's piece. It's ridiculously good. It's free on the DVNVR, so everyone can read it. He did an amazing job on that a one. Free piece, so you guys can remember Nazem Kadri's night for what it really was. Sometimes things are bigger than hockey. Yep. We love you. We're out of here. We will talk to you on the next one. celebration of life is prepaid today your family is protected tomorrow with us you'll find patience compassion and attention to detail that is second to none we're your local dignity memorial provider find us at dignitymemorial.com